Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast on Monday the 2nd of August. August people, already. Anyway, it's with me, Peter Watson. Today I'm joined by Leanne Time, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hey Leanne, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing really, really good. Thank you, Peter. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Not too bad. Um, you're actually calling in from um, sunny foreign climes, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Madrid at the moment. So. Brilliant. There we go. See, like this podcast is going global. It's going global. Uh, <laughs> well, I say regional, you know, Europe. Yeah. Europe. Uh, so, um, so anyway, um, what did you find uh, most interesting in today's Watson's Daily? Yeah, so I thought the electric vehicles article was super yeah. interesting today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just to summarise about kind of calling into question the environmental impact due to uh, recent kind of fires um, in kind of the battery storage centres, uh, yeah. General Motors, and also an, another kind of Tesla um tesla news that was really really shocking that took yeah. a month's worth of water for the fire yeah. supplies to put out that that tesla fire so that was yeah. really, really shocking yeah just uh, just for um listeners benefit there there, there was a uh, it referred in this particular article um to a crashed tesla model s and it took eight firefighters seven hours to put this one fire out and they used 28,000 gallons of water, which is about what a local fire department uses in one month. Yeah. So pretty horrendous. But anyway, sorry, just to, <laughs> I just thought I'd better clarify that. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> no, I was so shocked. Honestly, that really made me think about everything everyone's been saying in recent times in relation to electric vehicles and how they're the way forward to save the climate like forget about diesel cars forget about petrol cars it's electric vehicle that's going to save the kind of automotive mm. industry in terms of environmental impact and mm. i feel like these articles today just show that that is not necessarily the case mm. um, and perhaps it well might, not at the moment anyway yeah no. at least not for now yeah. um for now perhaps doing more harm than good so I thought mm. that was really interesting. And as thinking recent uptick in legislation, like I know the US Congress was, uh, um, kind of made some legislation, so did Europe, um, about kind of having to declare ESG, um, or kind of like disclose your company's ESG status. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's 2021 legislation. And the kind of how that relates back to these companies companies such as tesla general motors and how these kind of events albeit freak events for now not too regular perhaps um mm. how that's going to impact their again yeah social and environmental impact mm. Mm. it is yes it's tricky isn't it i mean there's been such a lot of the you know every now and again you do hear sort of negative news flow i mean on on this on this stuff because um it was only recently, I think last week, the week before, I was talking about the fact that um, uh, companies, well, so uh, in terms of electric vehicle batteries, so lithium-ion batteries, apparently only 5% of these batteries are actually recycled, um, which is 
terrible, really. You know, and and then when you think that governments and things around the world are telling everyone to to buy these um, these vehicles, the environment impact, uh, the environmental impact is just going to increase exponentially. You know, with all the demands for all the materials and things that we are mining out of the ground to make the batteries, for instance. So it's just it's it's very. Although on the surface you would think that um, electric vehicles, uh, etc., are are the way forward and they're better for the environment, it's not always as simple as that. Um, and I think that this again just illustrates the fact that we've still got quite some way to go before we can say that they really do these um, electric vehicles really do save the planet. Um, I, I guess we're going through a development and discovery phase at the moment. Um, but really, we're going to have to start seeing more. I, I would have thought we're going to have to start seeing more better and more sustainable results. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of been a bit of a waste of time. Yeah, um, no, I agree. And like, perhaps they could look to alternative types of batteries. So or kind mm. of like hydrogen fuel cells or yeah. solid state li- lithium batteries. Um, mm. I don't know if that could be a, an alternative, but like you say, it depends on how they're sourced, etc. Yeah, and I think that the, the thing is, is that so much money has been poured into lithium ion battery technology that I do wonder whether there'll be some sort of pushback or something because uh, of the uh, some of the other technologies. Um, I mean, I think that the the one that seems to be the most um, actually environmentally friendly is probably the hydrogen fuel cell um, one. But again, with these technologies, you need scale. You need um, to have people, more people buying this and then they can make it cheaper. And then it's that's not too bad. Yeah. But it really is quite a, a real I think, you know, it's it's a real, this whole ESG thing is a real minefield. And I think that, um, like I say, the environmental impact on, on, of these companies um, can really be pretty massive, really. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And I just thought that also um, in terms of when there's demand, of course, companies are going to look to kind of meet that demand. And as we saw with the kind of scandals around lithium mining and kind of like child slavery, um, mm. the kind of, yeah, you, you, the use of children to kind of procure that, that mm. lithium, I feel mm. like that's another issue with the um, electric vehicles and their batteries, because it's not only is it about the fact that the, the materials used and how materials are sourced um, aren't necessarily that environmentally friendly or, or has a long-term impact on the environment, but also mm. the way in which that it's mined has other mm. social implications and moral implications um, yeah. because of that kind of child slavery element, um, which could, would obviously kind of increase, I guess, if mm. the demand were to keep surging. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So there we go. Um, <laughs> you know, pondering on the... Uh, the effect on the environment of these uh, of these uh, in, uh, electric vehicle companies that are supposedly um, saving the world one one uh, one vehicle um, uh, by by one you know so <laughs> um, but anyway I will look at uh, I you know today I think there was a lot there was a lot today actually yeah. um, but I think that the it was quite interesting to see well firstly that um, 
avia- the aviation industry seems to be gaining confidence um, uh, to the extent that there's a very interesting um, development whereby a company called JetBlue is going to be launching a low-cost New York to London flight. And by the way, uh, I say it that way round, uh, not because they only do one way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one they, day, didn't they? they just like fly people <laughs> and then they go, right, we're not taking anyone from uh, London to New York because we're going to fly empty. Uh, no, it's not that, but it's just that they are an American uh, airline. So um, so anyway, so basically what they're doing is they're going to be flying that route, uh, which is a very lucrative route for, um, for various airlines. Now, the thing is, is that JetBlue is probably going to throw a a right old cat amongst the pigeons here because, like I say, for many, it is a very lucrative, um, for the existing operators, it's a lucrative route. But when JetBlue, for instance, they took on a a route from New York to LA, um, apparently um, prices came down by about 50% uh, on average. So, if you've got um, uh, the same kind of thing happening um, to this transatlantic flight, um, that could be pretty amazing for them. I mean, I think this is probably quite interesting timing, really, because um, I think that, that that sentiment appears to be improving towards tra- you know, traveling. Um, and if they can make a splash and say, look how cheap we are now, you know, that will get the punters in and get them a good start um, when things, you know, when things actually restart properly. Um, But I think that um, this is going to be a a bit of a kick in the teeth for existing operators um, because they are coming out of a very difficult year. They've they've, They've all sacked loads of people. They've taken on loans. They, you know, it's just been a horrendous nightmare. And they're just thinking, right, okay, the dust is starting to settle. Let's get back to normal business. And then JetBlue comes along and goes, oh, yeah, here's our brilliant offering. Apparently, they've got something like, uh, let's have a look here. Um, it, you know, it's, it's got, they've got the, um, I think it's like the best seat, the best, uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to find it here. Um, where's it gone? Yeah, so it's it's like you know the the best seat, free Wi-Fi. Um, oh, where's it gone? Where's it gone? Yeah, I mean it it does it does actually sound um, it does actually sound really. Oh, here we go. Uh, he said. Uh, so this is I think this is the chief exec said. Uh, we offer low fares, but with a very good product across the Atlantic. Even in economy, you're going to have the most legroom, the widest seat, free Wi-Fi, live TV. And a hot meal included. Wow, that sounds so, like a dream. Yeah, sounds sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds good. That so, I mean, when you've got things like that going on, um, the others are going to have to step up or cut cut fares or you know cut prices or whatever, which is going to be very painful. I would have thought so. At least with a newcomer, with a newcomer, you kind of expect to have a you know be a loss leader perhaps, uh, but they say that they can. Um, have these lower prices because of all sorts of efficiencies that they have. Um, but anyway, but it's good. It's interesting to see. Uh, it's interesting to see that the confidence is actually returning to the actual industry itself. Um, I've said before that I think that um, confidence returning probably 
quicker to to America than it is in Europe. But I think Europe seems to be catching up. Um, vaccines seem to be um, rolling out a bit better in in uh, across Europe than they were. I mean, that was also quite surprising, actually. Something I, you know, put in in, in again today um, that. Um, that uh, in uh, France uh, has actually now overtaken the US in terms of the pro- uh, proportion of fully inoculated people versus yeah um so they so France have now got 52 are fully vaccinated versus 50% in the US and 56% in the UK which is interesting isn't it when you think that you know we've been sort of going on about how great we are um, <laughs> and and the US has been you know cited as doing really well as well and yet, you know, from from France coming, you know, coming in from behind, with a very respectable fifty two percent. So, um, pretty interesting, really. Yeah. So, no, yeah. No, no, definitely, I'd agree. And something that you said kind of made me think about the aviation industry or kind of travel trends more, um, kind of more generally, and the yeah. fact that initially I thought, okay, maybe people would be more likely to lean towards kind of an established names, the British Airways, the Virgin Atlantics, mm. and kind of stick with what they know in a way. But yeah. I feel like it's kind of counteracted slash cancelled out by the fact that in general, travel, like the, the prices of travelling is so high as you have to kind of book your mm. tests, book your, I don't know, COVID isolation measures and all mm. that stuff like adds into the travel fee. Mm. So I feel like if even if people initially would feel more comfortable going with a an established name, the British Airways who's flown that route a million mm. times, um, rather come on the block. But I think mm. it's kind of cancelled out. I I personally um, having to pay for pre-departure tests on both ends, having to isolate this mm. release test, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I feel like travelling is coming at such a cost nowadays mm. that mm. I think being able to cut down on your flight prices um, mm. is a really, really good option. And so that's, again, another reason why I think it's really, really good timing from JetBlue to come yeah. with those like low prices, even if perhaps it's not, they wouldn't generate the most amount of profit. I think mm. that that initial attraction and the added benefits, as, as you mentioned, like the free Wi-Fi and meals, mm. I think yeah. it's a really good move from them. Yeah. No, it does seem to be, doesn't it? Um yeah, I mean, you know, they were saying about how. Oh, by the way, we're not sponsored by <laughs> by JetBlue, but it just, um, uh, I suppose, they're swayed by free Wi-Fi and all the other stuff, really. But uh, um, you know, the um, you know, they, they were talking about the a price here for a round trip uh, from the US to 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 London uh, on business class is uh, two thousand dollars or one thousand or just shy of fifteen hundred pounds mm. versus. I think five thousand dollars. Wow! So that's actually pretty good, I think, um, when you when you think about it. So, uh, so yeah. So anyway, so all very all very exciting. Um, uh, The the airline industry is taking off, but sad to say it in ice. It's an open goal, Uh, and um, yeah, and so uh, you know, confidence is is returning. So, um, so we shall see. We shall see. Um, But anyway, um, I think that we will wrap it up um, there for today. Yeah. And um, we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, let you know. uh, 
con- continuing the drama of today's fires and <laughs> uh, and and uh, new airline takeoff. So uh, so anyway, on that note, on that bombshell, uh, say thank you very much indeed, Leanne, for for being there and and uh, and uh, and uh, contributing to this this podcast. Um, yeah, thank uh, you for having me. <laughs> uh, no problem at all. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Um, again, as always, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And we'll be back again uh, tomorrow with more drama. Many thanks. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.